Ladies and gentlemen, the story you are about to hear is true. The names have been changed to protect the innocent. Broadcast it live. There are balls coming from all over the place. Left field, center field, right field. See, this this is the kind of thing, quite honestly, right now, that makes you want to see the Chicago Cubs team lose. Now, are you just saying you want to have fun, or do you really want to have fun? It'll be fun. Will the next person that sees anybody throw anything onto this field, point them out, or get them out of here? You don't live in Cleveland. Get in you talking to me? You talking to me? That is the farthest thing in the universe from the truth. Hello, everyone, live. It's the Dan Scott Show. And right there is your host, Dan Scott. Hi again, everybody. And welcome to episode 35 of Grumpy Old Broadcasters. The introduction says Dan Scott Show because I don't have a specific introduction for the podcast, but I like that introduction, so we uh, we use it. How are you? Hope that uh, everything is going well since last time we got together. Uh, we've got a, a good one for you today, but you know I always say that because I'm ever the eternal optimist, but I, I really believe it. Uh, on a weekly basis, and, and this week maybe uh, more so than most weeks because of the subject matter and content that we have, which I will tell you about in just a moment. Uh, I want to start by wishing my wife a very happy birthday as I'm recording this episode. It is May the 3rd, which is the uh, date of her birth, and uh, like uh, any smart husband, I'm just going to leave it at that. And uh, But we had a great weekend with uh, family, kids, grandkids, sons-in-law, and everything else uh, in Tennessee this weekend, and uh, celebrating that, celebrating today, and uh, just uh, very blessed to have a, a godly wife and, and very blessed to have the family that I have, uh, and I do not take that lightly, I can promise you. Anyway, as we get uh, into this episode 35, I want to tell you that the podcast is presented each and every time out by our friends at Todaro Pizza. The uh, Greenville location is on North Markley Street, just down the street from Floorfield at the West End, where the Greenville Drive are opening up. We'll talk more about that coming up in just a bit. But uh, the, uh, the, the deal is, I, I call it bucket list pizza, and, and the people around this area, the upstate of South Carolina, know because of the the uh, Clemson location that's been open for years and years on Sloan Street, and now uh, a couple of years into this venture with the uh, North Markley Street location, the the fame of Todaro Pizza is spreading. If you've never had it, if you're not from this area and you're coming in, make it a, a food stop. Make it a must experience because it's that good, uh, and, and the menu is just crazy. You can find out more. Uh, at todaropizza.com, that's T-O-D-A-R-O pizza.com, and you can see the operating hours, the menu, everything that goes along with it, and I promise you, you will not be disappointed. They have been the presenting sponsor of the podcast since its inception, Todaro Pizza, the Markley Street location specifically in Greenville. All right, I mentioned that we had something good coming up for you today. Uh, people who know me know that I am a, a baseball fan in general, a Cincinnati Reds fan, lifelong in particular. So I get the opportunity today to marry the two together 
with an interview that I did last week. Dave Parker, who's known, of course, as the Cobra, uh, has written a brand new book, and he's doing interviews to promote the book. I was able to snag one of those last week. Parker, of course, came into fame and prominence with the Pittsburgh Pirates back uh, in the 70s. Uh, part of that 1979 World Championship team, the We Are Family team, and uh, it, it was a, a great team. He was a great player on that team. And uh, as you will hear, and maybe you know, his career took some uh, twists and turns uh, that had nothing to do with the game of baseball. Uh, he is very candid about mistakes that he made, and we are going to discuss those in this interview coming up. In 1984, he signed the first major free agent contract that the Cincinnati Reds ever signed. I was a junior in high school at the time, and I remember being just flabbergasted. Um, and there were not a whole lot of reasons for him to come to Cincinnati except that it was his hometown. Pete Rose had not come back to the Reds yet. That would happen at the end of the 84 season. They were coming off of back-to-back 100-loss seasons. And yet Dave Parker signed with Cincinnati, rejuvenated his career, had four really good years with the Reds before they traded him to the Oakland Athletics for a guy named Jose Rijo, who would become, of course, the 1990 World Series MVP. Uh, but it's been a, a long career. He's got some health issues now, suffering from Parkinson's, uh, and he has encapsulated all of that in, in this fantastic book called Cobra. We're going to talk to Dave Parker at length about that when we come back in just a moment. So stay tuned. This is episode 35 of Grumpy Old Broadcasters, and we will return in just a moment. Sometimes in life, you simply need to treat yourself to the best. And every time you lift a refreshing soda from Hank's Beverages to your lips, you're simply already a winner. It doesn't matter if it's a root beer, orange cream, vanilla cream, black cherry, or grape soda. There's a reason Hank's Beverages has been known as Philly's best for well more than a decade. Find Hank's online at hanksbeverages.net or you can find their product here in the upstate at Ingalls Supermarkets, Lowe's Grocery Stores, and Harris Teeter. Every sports fan's goal should be make it to the Hall of Fame. Well, we have you covered with Hall of Fame Sports Grill at 531 Wade Hampton Boulevard in Greenville. Known for their great food and fantastic daily specials, Hall of Fame has you covered with all the game action on their 30 televisions. Plus weekly events like Tuesday night's Bar Trivia for Dummies, Wednesday night's Music Bingo, Thursday night's Dirty Bingo, and Karaoke with Fred Rock every Friday. That's 531 Wade Hampton Boulevard, HalloFameSportsGrill.com. Thank you so much for hanging with us today. I am Dan Scott, your host. We are located here in the upstate of South Carolina, but uh, via the magic of the podcast world and the internet, we are everywhere and available all over the place. So thank you for tuning in from wherever you are. And we'd love to hear from you, by the way, if you'd like to drop us a line. The Dan Scott Show at gmail.com is kind of the, the centerpiece for everything we do. The Dan Scott Show at gmail.com. Drop us a line. Let us know on Twitter. You can follow me at Dan Scott Show. That's the handle, Dan Scott Show. So all of that is, uh, again, kind of the catch all for 
everything that we do, and we look forward to interacting with you on a regular basis. All right, I mentioned that we have a very special interview today. I uh, was uh, looking forward to this. Actually, it was supposed to happen two weeks ago, but Dave Parker was not feeling well. I had to postpone it and reschedule, but we got an opportunity to uh, spend some time with just an incredible baseball player, a guy who probably should be in the Hall of Fame, hasn't gotten there yet, but uh, that is still a, a very, very big debate uh, in the baseball circles. But he's written a new book, which we will talk to you about as we get the interview rolling here. And I hope you'll enjoy a very candid and very forthcoming interview with Dave Parker. Take a listen. The title of the book is Cobra, A Life of Baseball and Brotherhood. It is the story of Dave Parker, co-written by Dave Jordan. And we're very excited to have the Cobra, Dave Parker, joining us here on the Dan Scott Show. First of all, uh, Dave, welcome. Thank you for uh, spending the time with us and rescheduling. Uh, I know that uh, you, you hadn't been feeling well. And, and let's start with that. You've been open about your uh, your um, battle with Parkinson's disease. How are you feeling these days? How are you doing? Well, I'm feeling pretty good as of now, but uh, it comes and go. Good days, bad days. and I've been having mostly good days, so I can't complain too much. Well, that's good. That, that, that's good to hear. Um, let, let's jump right into this. First of all, why why write this book? By the way, it's been a fascinating read. Well, thank you. But I, I wrote the book. I've been trying to find someone to write a book uh, for 20 years. And I stumbled across Dave Jordan. And uh, I told him that I had some interest in writing this book. And uh, he jumped all over, and we wrote it together. It took about two years to do. You're you're very candid, and we're going to talk about some of the things. Don't want to give away all the secrets, obviously, because we want people to to buy the book. But you're you're very candid about not just the the highlights of your career and your life, but but some of the struggles uh, that you went through. Um, why did you choose to be so revealing uh, when you decided to write the book? Well, you got to stand accountable for what you do. And uh, I stood accountable for using cocaine back in 85. And uh, I just feel like you got to stand accountable for it. Don't try to throw the bus on nobody. You know, deal with uh, the hand that you dealt. You're very candid about that. Um and in the context of the clubhouse, those days in Pittsburgh, well, let's let's back up a little bit before we even get there. How would you describe your relationship now with the city of Pittsburgh and the Pittsburgh franchise, the way it began, what it became, and then how that relationship, you view it now? Well, the relationship is good. You know, I go to Pittsburgh two or three times a year. And I'm usually doing some type of event. And uh, the people respond well to me, and I respond well to them. So uh, Pittsburgh was kind of a surprise to me after I signed that $5 million deal. You know, they kind of lost, kind of lost 
basically what what the the fan and players relationship was. Five million dollars doesn't sound like a whole lot of money today in in the world of Major League Baseball, but it it was uh, the proverbial bucket load back then, wasn't it? Yeah, it's pocket change now, but uh, it it revolutionized salary. So uh, you can put that in my resume uh, because I was the one that did it. Now that resume is is long. It, it is impressive. And uh, it, it's got a lot of different twists and turns, as, as you discuss uh, in your book. Um, you, you open the book with, with what I, I call basically a love letter to Pete Rose uh, about how you, you desperately wanted to be in Cincinnati uh, on September the 11th uh, of 1985, which was the date that he broke Ty Cobb's hit record at 4192. And uh, Pete said in the hours before the game, that he didn't know if he was going to hit second or third in the lineup that day because he didn't know if you were going to be back from the drug trials in Pittsburgh. You made it back. You were in the lineup. You got to see it. Why was being there that important to you? Well, I mean, we was embarking on history. You know, we got the, the guy that's going to break the hit, all-time hit record. And uh, I feel obligated to him because – he found where I was to put his name in the lineup. I mean, you want to hit in front of me, you get more fastballs. And uh, I was going to make sure that I was there for that game. I was flying jets every night back and forth from Pittsburgh to make that game. What was that particular period of your life like? Um, Again, you go into great detail of, of the, the the struggles and 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 the the, the drug use uh, in Pittsburgh. Uh, it, it had to be a tumultuous time uh, being put on trial, basically for all the nation to see baseball as a whole, but then you individually as well. Yeah, it was uh, interesting. The whole deal. They were after big name players. Uh, they had Keith Fernandez, myself, uh, John Milner. Uh, it was a few premier players, and I think they was after that. And uh, somehow we got immunity and made it a lot easier to go in that card room. What was the bigger problem in baseball at that time, Dave? Was it cocaine or was it greenies, amphetamines? You can pick, you can take them both, throw them in a, in a bowl. You know, I mean they uh, they're basically the same. Greenies uh, a stimulant to to get you energized, and cocaine was a stimulant too. And everybody was doing cocaine. I mean, the medical profession, teacher, entertainer. I mean. It was out there. When you look back at it now, do do you ever catch yourself thinking, what in the world was I thinking? What was I doing? No. Uh, I went through a phase. You know, I, I started messing with cocaine, uh, dealt with it for a few years. 
I thought it was a fad. I thought it was something that was going to be gone in a couple of years. But uh, I saw how it affected some of the guys that I was around, players. And uh, I said, this is no joke. This is something that you got to pay attention to. Was it easy to get started and was it hard to stop? I quit. I just walked away. Not everybody can do that. Everybody ain't Dave Parker. We're visiting with Dave Parker, who has uh, just written a new book called Cobra, A Life of Baseball and Brotherhood, co-authored with with Dave Jordan. Um, as a baseball player, just, just strictly success on the field, did it get any better for you than the, uh, the We Are Family 1979 Pirates? That was a great team. Uh, the one I hold closest to heart. You know, my first opportunity to to play in the major league was given to me by the Pirates. So I got a very special place for them in my heart. So uh, that was a team that was called We Are Family. We enjoyed doing things collectively as a unit. That's the team that I hold the closest memories to. Why was it so close? What is there something tangible that made it so special? Well, the fact that I played with guys that were great personality, uh, cared about their fellow teammates. <clears throat> they were ideal people. To to be around. And the fact that you won some games and won the World Series that year didn't hurt either, did it? No, it didn't. And plus, I won the batting title in 78 and uh, played in the World Series in 79. I think Pittsburgh got paid back that first year. So, you know, they uh, got their money's worth. That period of time, Dave, did you consider yourself to be the best player in baseball? Ain't no doubt. And and uh, I think it was a legendary Dizzy Dean who said it ain't bragging if you can back it up, right? I backed it up, so I ain't bragging. <laughs> 1984, and, and things obviously were not going well in Pittsburgh for you, and um, – I was a junior in high school that year, and I remember the news report coming along. Dave Parker signs free agent deal with Cincinnati, and my first thought was, we actually signed somebody. I'm a, I'm a lifelong Reds fan. And for you, that was coming home, and you got a chance to play four years in, in, in your hometown. Um, what was it about Cincinnati? Because obviously Pete Rose wasn't there at the beginning of 84. They were coming off back-to-back 100-loss seasons. What was it that made Cincinnati appealing to you? Well, it was home. I was raised there, went to school there. My mom and dad was there, my sisters and brothers. Uh, it was ideal for me. And uh, my agent was um, representing George Foster, Joe Morgan, Tony Perez. So it, it was a turnkey operation for me. 
it, would it be fair to say it, it, it rejuvenated your career because you had some really, really good years in those four years you were there? All that proves that I was healthy. You couldn't produce when you wasn't healthy. I had two knee surgeries, th- two thumb surgeries when I was in Pittsburgh. And uh, I don't think that they was worried about my health. And some of it could have been racial. Marty Brenneman once said that he didn't, he had never seen anybody better than you uh, in the clubhouse during the time you were there in, in Cincinnati. And, and of course we have talked about, and you wrote about all of the, the things you went through in Pittsburgh and, and you termed your, your time in Cincinnati as, in your book as your baseball adult life. Um, did, did becoming a leader in that clubhouse, was it something you sought to do or, or did it just happen? I did it in Pittsburgh. I just didn't say much about my leadership, but um, those who was in the clubhouse and those who knew me as a player knew that I was a leader of that club too. You know, Willie was definitely one of the leaders. And uh, I was more of a sergeant of arms, but when, (laughs) when stuff hit the fan and they needed something really done, I was a part of that. Got about three minutes left with Dave Parker here, who's written a new book called Cobra, uh, A Life of Baseball and Brotherhood, along with with Dave Jordan. Um, the, the best teams, I, I think even now, and you can tell me uh, if I'm right or wrong, uh, you're talking about clubhouse leadership, police themselves. They, they don't really need coaches or, or, or the manager to, to hand out what you might call clubhouse justice. Do, do the best teams take care of that themselves? Yeah. In my situation, you know, that was done in Pittsburgh. We had Doc Ellis, Willie Stardom, myself, uh, Steve Blast. When I first got there, he was good at it. Dave Justy was a clubhouse lawyer. You know, he always put political. So we had that to deal with, but uh, we had guys that stood up for the team. You know, we found somebody doing something out, out of out of the way against the grain. Uh, we would definitely come to the forefront, set them straight. Dave, in, in the preface of your book, you you describe the the culture of the day. And, and you were centering that around one particular word that we know is, is not a word that's acceptable uh, in any form, in, in any place in life and culture today. But it, it was a word that was used an awful lot then in, in various ways by various groups of people. And in all of the openness in the book, you chose not to use that word at all in saying that it's no longer acceptable to you. Is that something that, that you just decided you needed to take a stand on? What's the word? Well, I'm 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 not going to say it. I'm not going to dignify it. But I'm just I, I'm just uh, going by what you wrote in your preface, because I I think I think it's an important stand personally. Yeah, well, I dealt with him. Uh, I was called at various times: Philadelphia, Pittsburgh, uh, Chicago. I was called uh, the big end. So uh, 
it was something that I dealt with. Final question for you, uh, and I want to read part of, of the end of your book. You said, my life was perfect. I was not. The lesson is how I responded to adversity. And then you wrote this. Don't let the envy of others get in your head because the negative energy has the power to destroy you. It almost destroyed me. And I guess the question is, ultimately, why did it not destroy you? How were you able to overcome that adversity? Just the way I was brought up. I had a mother and a father at home that always told me that I could be and do anything that I wanted to do. And uh, that was very instrumental. To, to have that in my life. And I had mental toughness, you know, and I played the game of baseball with mental toughness. Nobody played as hard as me. Well, and I think your career would, would bear that out and uh, everything you overcame. Just uh, tell me a quick word about your co-author, Dave Jordan. Why did you choose him to write this book with? Well, Dave was trying to get clients. And uh, when I met him, you know, I talked to him and he called me back about a month later and I decided, well, I'm going to do this book. I've been trying to do one forever, so I'm going to do this book. And he sold himself to me. You know, he was explaining how he would do the book and he would take good care of me during the process of the book. And uh, I kind of fell in love with him as a, a writer. And it still took two years to get it done. Well, obviously it was, it was two years well spent because as I said, it is a fantastic read uh, about a, a, a very complex but a, a very entertaining and, and a very good man in Dave Parker. Again, it's called Cobra, A Life of Baseball and Brotherhood by Dave Parker and Dave Jordan, av available everywhere books are. Dave, thank you so much for spending some time with us today. My pleasure. Um, hope everything worked out for you. All right. God bless you, my friend. See you later. All right. Take care. So there you go. That was our interview with Dave Parker. I hope you enjoyed listening to it as much as, as I did uh, actually conducting the interview. And it's one of those situations where I, we could have gone on for a, a lot longer. At least I could have gone on for a lot longer. But uh, obviously he was keeping the interview times pretty tight because of the number that he's doing. We packed as much in as we could uh, to give you an idea of the uh, the flavor of the book and would really encourage you to to get a copy of Cobra. You can find it uh, wherever books are sold online, Amazon.com, all of those places. But uh, just a, a fantastic opportunity for me, anyway, to, to uh, hopefully share some insight into uh, a very, very complex individual uh, and Dave Parker, hope you enjoyed that interview very much. We'll step aside for a break and come back and wrap up an abbreviated edition of our get-together in just a moment. Every sports fan's goal should be make it to the Hall of Fame. Well, we have you covered with Hall of Fame Sports Grill at 531 Wade Hampton Boulevard in Greenville. Known for their great food and fantastic daily specials, Hall of Fame has you covered with all the game action on their 30 televisions. 
Plus weekly events like Tuesday nights, bar trivia for dummies, Wednesday nights, music bingo, Thursday nights, dirty bingo, and karaoke with Fred Rock every Friday. That's 531 Wade Hampton Boulevard, Hall of Fame Sports Grill. I want to take just a moment here to tell you about my friend, chiropractor Brian Dooley in Pickens Family Chiropractic in downtown Pickens, South Carolina. He's been my chiropractor. I had some issues a number of years ago and went to him. He has the most modern technology, computerized posture and spinal scans. He took care of my issues. He will take care of yours as well. He's been serving the entire family with chiropractic services since 2007. To lead your best life, you need a healthy spine. Hit a home run for your health with chiropractic care from Brian Dooley and Pickens Family Chiropractic. You can find more at the website, PickensFamilyChiropractic.com, or call 864-898-3300. That's 864-898-3300. You can also schedule appointments online via the Facebook page, Pickens Family Chiropractic, LLC. Brian Dooley and Pickens Family Chiropractic. Tell them Dan Scott sent you. You might know that State Farm agent Ed Patterson has great service. He's your good neighbor after all. But did you know State Farm has surprisingly great rates too? Yep, that's right. Along with good neighbor service, State Farm agent Ed Patterson has surprisingly great rates for everyone in Greenville. So call State Farm agent Ed Patterson at 864-322-0031 for your surprisingly great rates today. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Individual premiums will vary by customer. All applicants subject to State Farm underwriting requirements. Welcome back. We are in wrap-up mode here. Uh, again, a little bit shorter, about, about half the length of a, a normal uh, edition of the podcast, but uh, I wanted to kind of let the Dave Parker interview serve as a standalone today, and then we'll get back to some semblance of normalcy perhaps next week. Although I, I do have to tell you, as we drift into the summer, um my thought process, and you can laugh at that if you want to, those who know me very well probably will, but uh, I have been fortunate enough to accumulate a good number of former Major League Baseball players as friends via Facebook and interact with uh, several of them on a a semi-regular basis. And my thought process going forward is, during the summer anyway, maybe focusing on interviewing some of those guys and, and just getting their take on on everything from their careers to baseball today. And, and these are not all guys you would consider to be superstars, but guys who spent some considerable time in the league. And uh, based on what I've been able to, uh, to uh, gather from conversations I've had with them, have some very interesting takes on the game of baseball today. So that's that's something that we're going to do as the summer moves on, uh, and then um, hopefully you'll enjoy it and, and gain some insight into uh, uh, some former guys who, or some well, they're still guys, but some guys who spent uh, some time in the big leagues, former major league baseball players, catch up with what they're doing now, and and just get their thoughts on the game and and uh, if they still have a passion for it after all these years. So that's kind of where the podcast is going to be drifting through the summer months if everything goes according to plan. As we wrap it up, I'll uh, remind you again 
that the uh, podcast is presented by our friends at Todaro Pizza. They are located on North Markley Street in downtown Greenville at the West End, just down from Floor Field. And uh, also, of course, the Sloan Street location in Clemson is there for you as well if you're in that area. TodaroPizza.com, T-O-D-A-R-O Pizza.com is the website. And on Facebook, Todaro Pizza GVL for Greenville. It's the best way to catch up with them. Same handle on Twitter, by the way. Listen, thank you so much for your attention today. Hope you enjoyed our interview with Dave Parker. We look forward to coming back with you again next week for another episode of Grumpy Old Broadcasters. Until then, as always, I'm Dan Scott, urging you to make a difference, a positive difference in somebody else's life. And until next week, God bless you, and so long, everybody. We'll be right back.